Hello. <laughs> okay. We're live. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're listening, you're hearing the sound of a couple old ladies making gun sounds. It's not coming in very well, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no! Okay. Uh, <laughs> taking taking uh, questions here, what do you think that was? <laughs> what sound was that? Yeah, we should really get a like a hotline set. Put it on the poll. We need yeah, we we need live polling in here as fast as possible. That sounded like a couple of old ladies either getting like trying to run away from a bear or I don't I don't know, getting sexually assaulted. I hope not, but that was bad. Plot twist, what actually happened is the cashier said they could only use Six coupons, and they were trying to use eight. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's uh, that's aggressive. Oh fuck! Those old ladies are ruthless, man. When it comes to savings, I'm messing with the levels here. Bear with us, kids. It's gonna sound terrible. All right, this is the Entropy Radio Show. I it's a truncated cast. It's myself, Luke, with my buddy Chris. We're sitting down here just shooting the shit. Um, bear with us as we attempt to produce radio shittily because neither of us know what we're doing if you saw the process that it got just to get to this point a professional recorder would that that's their nightmare wouldn't, wouldn't you say chris that was oh yeah <laughs> if, if anybody who actually knew what they were doing came in here they would they'd slap us across the face yeah that was uh needless to say it was scary okay let's uh let's get some music going here we, we don't need this dead air in the background um that's a song that we just came across in the pre-show so let's, let's fire it off it's a sweet pea oh way to go i started it halfway famously yeah yeah sorry let's uh let's let's start it over here rookie mistake here we go <laughs> okay <laughs> amos lee sweet pea off of supply and demand You've all heard this song. You probably never knew what it was. Oh, you probably could have guessed it was called Sweet Pea, but now you know it's by Amos Lee. Just a just a classic old school banger. Sweet pea, apple of my eye. John Mayer before he was John Mayer. I feel like I should be eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on top of the most beautiful hill right now. Just a, like a like a foxy woman there, dressed up all pretty, both of you, you know, slick back hair, sitting on a pencil mustache, sitting on a plaid picnic blanket with a, 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 with a wicker basket with, with some sandwiches in it. Just yeah, and some ants come walking up, and even right. they're just like dancing side yeah, to side. Yeah, 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 like a, little, like a Disney movie. They're just, just oh, sway yeah. into the beat. The ants are whistling. You're whistling. You guys lock eyes. You're like. Don't steal and my sandwich, What are you fucker. doing here? You're like, humans, what are you doing here? <laughs> God, we're retarded. This is, this is great radio. Everyone's loving this right now. You're pro- so, a little housekeeping here. This is our third ever show. 
The first two are in some technological limbo somewhere. We don't know where they're at. In in production utero. Yeah. Somewhere. Right. Right. Um, we recorded them using a computer that was built in approximately 1943. Um, the Nazis were onto some shit. They, they were, but they weren't onto how to upload an MP3 onto a, a fucking website. They could get CDs down, but MP3s. That was past their time. They had the U-boat down pat, but fucking <laughs> MP3s were just lost on them. Uh, <laughs> regardless, um, here we are. If we ever get around to sending out those first two shows, it's... Oh, yeah. Well, well let's see what it goes into. Oh. My. God. Oh, Lordy. Amos Moses. Another song Jerry named Reed. after a band of the club. We've got two songs with a mention of the name Amos. And let's see what happens here. Funky. Yeah, this is a new bit we're working on for Entropy Radio, where we just play songs that we've never heard before and talk about them while they're playing. I think it's going great. I think it's this guy Amos is a pretty bad father, kind of like Goku. Sure. But um, as long as there's someone in Amos's life like Piccolo to step in and really uh, take on the role that a male guardian should, I think Amos will be fine. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna bring it down just a little bit. Because this uh, talking about the Louisiana Bayou got me thinking about something I want to talk about. Um, you know, sure. you know about this whole Facebook situation that's going on. All the no, no, enlighten me. You, you, you're completely unaware of this. I, I'm, I'm breaking this to you for the first time. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. I'm probably not the best person to explain it to you, but I'll try to boil it down. All um, right, after this, I'll explain quantum physics to you. Perfect. So, there's this company called Cambridge Analytica. You've, am I ringing I've a heard, bell? Okay. I've heard of those All right. guys. So, they... I'm not sure when. Don't quote me on this. They sent out a, like a Facebook survey to some like 250,000-odd users, and they paid them to take this survey. It was, it was a personality test is basically what they paid them to take. What the, what the participants of this personality test didn't know was that in participating with Cambridge Analytica in this survey, they were actually allowing everyone on their friends list to also be able to be viewed by Cambridge Analytica and allow some 50 million people whose data was able to be accessed by this company. So what they have figured out a way to basically use it Technological Jedi mind tricks. Arms of a Woman by Amos Lee. Let's see what. Let's just keep it going here. Um, All these songs about Amos got me thinking about some chocolate chip cookies. We searched Amos. Uh, regardless, okay. We're um, so 50 million people's da data has now been given to Cambridge Analytica, and they can use this stuff to predict things about you that even your loved ones wouldn't be able to do. Like. A, what you like and interact with on Facebook is a better indicator of your personality than like like interviews with friends, coworkers, loved ones, anything. You can get a better profile of a person by their Facebook interactions than you can by asking about them to, from someone who knows them intimately. Isn't that nuts? 
that's really crazy. If anything, that's just a testament to how advanced artificial intelligence research is really getting in supercomputers and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, it, it turns into... They take all this data on people and they're able to send out targeted messages to an individual to influence them to do things that they wouldn't normally do without these sort of tar targeted ads. So, oh, you mean like buy that Primus Cosmic Monkey Knot sweatshirt that I did like last year? Not so much. I'm more talking like presidential elections. Like K Trump used Cambridge Analytica as part of his campaign to send targeted messages to Facebook users and Internet users in general. Well, I've also heard the argument that like a lot of political office goers do that as well. I, I, no, I'm, I'm not saying he shouldn't have done that. It was... It's a, it's a thing where, yeah, you're, you're going to do everything you can to try to win an election. Like, why wouldn't you? Obama used a similar service, not yeah, necessarily. Gerrymandering. Right. <laughs> That's a completely different issue. We'll get into that <laughs> probably never. Um, Hopefully. No, the, the thing is, though, no, no one knew this was happening. Like, n no one consented to giving their data to this Cambridge Analytica. Like, 50 million people's entire lives, ev everything. And the thing is, it, it goes it goes into more than just their Facebook use. It They were able, because everyone uses it on their phone, right? They were able to f backdoor from your Facebook to read your text messages, look at your call logs. Anything you've done on a mobile, on a mobile device with Facebook attached to it is now able to be used by this Cambridge Analytica to brainwash you basically they're using jedi mind tricks like the re uh, so getting back to the swamp that's the reason i got off in this tangent the the term drain the swamp was a big uh it's like a big selling point it's, it's a big, it, it was campaign. a big trump soundbite because it, it refers to getting rid of career politicians and getting them out of the swamp that is washington dc and that played huge down south like people heard that and they went nuts and instantly started interacting more with Trump's Trump's campaign or th through the whole process it's and but that's the thing though if you're that weak-minded where a simple two-word phrase is all it takes from some company that generates a profile about you to make a decision on who you're gonna vote for for president which is not something you should take lightly what a bunch of sheeple not people we the sheeple of the United States of America thanks to our fucking f addiction to Facebook and technology you know what that is right there? That's Voted. the cost of freedom. Absolutely it is. The cost of freedom. Well, you can download a free app to do anything you want, but there's a price for it. They're going to ask to view your media, your files, right, your web get... searches, all your friends, your family. Like you're saying, man, that's what comes with it when you hit OK on that thing without... When you hit I agree on the terms, you know, without reading it. Right. That's a th like, even How many times in your life have you clicked on a I agree to terms and conditions or whatever and it's a fucking 15,000 word essay that of course no one's going to read and it, and it, it probably signs signs away your your life your kids and your car and your and your family to what this company if they wanted it to and you're not going to read it you're just going to click yes because you want to get on to what the fuck ever what the hell you're, you're doing looking at pictures of cats on the internet okay. <laughs> all right i got to i got to get out of this this music that we're listening to we got to bang something a little bit more all right let's search heavy. another Uncommon word in the Spotify sure. search bar. Sure. Uh, what about uh, what about patriarchy? Patriarchy. Okay, that's a oddly specific, but I'll. It's just the most random 
All right, big first word thing that comes up, Patriarchy by Ratch Stevens. Let's look it up. Off of beneath your skin. Let's talk about it. All right. I'll turn it up a little bit. They raised up a son who could eat up his weight in groceries. All right, pretty promising so far. Not sure how I feel about this. Next song, If You Did Know by a Broken Silence Patriarch. Okay. Okay, so All Patriarch right. is in the name of the band. Sounds like a couple of angsty white boys. At least one angsty white boy. Yeah. Oh, Patriarch has a, an artist page. Oh, he's a... Uh, Getting all up in the religious yeah, he is. He's, uh, this is off a 2007 album. It's 11 years old. Okay. It's crazy to think 2007 is that long ago already. I know. Think about the 90s. How long ago is the 90s now? Uh, 20 years. Uh, carry the one. Yeah, I can't do that. 20 years at least. I mean, like, yeah. you and I, we were born in 94, 93. I was about 93. Like, respectively. Yeah. yeah. I'm 23 right now. That's a long time ago, and you don't really think about it. The 90s were a blur of uh, hits and cocaine for me. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, I was only uh, five or six at the time, but I think I was into much the same thing. All right. Patriarch. Yeah, I don't Never really heard get down before. with this Patriarch, I'm, I'm not, not fan myself either Let's no offense to patriarch just down with the patriarch <laughs> uh, all right uh what do you got for us chris this is uh it's kind of this is kind of going off the rails here we're falling apart listening to some shitty rapper from 2007 talking about religion <laughs> why don't we go right into uh a top 10 a top 10 you you say that like I actually put one together. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Well, shit. You I say that like I'm not leaning on you for this entire I, podcast. I know. I, know. I, I, I realize I'm sort of the, the conductor of this train, but that's the thing. We're going off the rails, We're going off baby. the rails. No, um, I'm going to turn on some Eminem because I am never not okay with some Eminem. I'm, I'm never not okay with some Eminem. When uh, in doubt, put on Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> So, no, I actually had an idea about the top ten. The next one. What do you think about, instead of just having a list and you to, you and Cam, who's not here, have to guess what's on the list, I'm going to give you the list. The idea was I'm going to look up some really ridiculous things that have been bought on eBay, and I'm going to set you a price, and you have to decide if I'm over or under the actual price. I like that. 
That sounds like a fun idea. Talking to the mic here underneath it. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a good idea no one, to me, man. Nobody can hear your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> what, you mean you can't hear these thoughts? <laughs> this is a this is not a visual medium, Chris. <laughs> All right, so obviously you guys don't speak that language. No, no, nobody. Well, maybe who knows? Maybe someone out there is like, "Fuck, I did. I get down with that." that, that <laughs> yeah, was, somebody out there was really jamming to what I was saying. That was deep as fuck. Uh, <laughs> it's like modern art. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into my little repository of stupid shit and see what I can come up with. Oh, somebody stole $500 worth of liquor in two trips to Walmart. Come on, you got to dream higher than that. That's weak. Go for at least seven, Hundo. Come on. I mean, if you're going to go... If, I mean, I feel like if, if someone's stealing steal only the $500 liquor, worth, they're going for straight car cop either way. Well, sure. I, I mean, we could do this out if, mathematically. That's, a, like, that's the thing. If it's $500 worth of car cop, that's a decent little heist. Like you. Have, I mean, for real. What is it, like 15 bucks a 175 No, it's like 7 All right. Well, uh, <laughs> 500 divided by seven. You're the, math, you're the math whiz. I don't know. Well, shit. It's a little over it's a 70. It's like 71. I mean, just, that's like two full carts of just le- handles of Kharkov. That's decent. But like, I mean, that's a lot of well, car crash. Let's, let's read into it. Uh, $500, two trips. It took her two trips to do it. You'd think that they they would have caught on after the first time. Um, Grey Goose. It was Grey Goose and Ciroc. I feel like that wouldn't I, take I, that's not that much Grey I Goose understand why they stole it now though why shit is overpriced yeah that's that's true nobody I mean don't get me wrong Grey Goose Grey Goose goes down real smooth and it's, it's you can drink yeah. it by itself it's you know, overpriced but though you can get Tito's I mean yeah really you're paying for the sweet ass no. design on the bottle I feel correct like. and the frosted glass okay I, I, I gave you the rundown of my Facebook story and how America is going to shit because we are addicted to technology. Why don't you give me a little rundown while Eminem is spitting some hot beats in the background about your uh, theoretical physics fact of the day. Let's hear it. All right. Well, um, this is uh, the part where I insert my shameless plug of myself for... Getting to write down the trivia question at the local Caribou Coffee. Okay, there you go. If, if you're tired, go trick your adenosine receptors there what the at hell Caribou is Coffee. Is adenosine a hormone in the brain? Like a it's it's a chemical that builds up and it makes you feel tired. Yeah. And when you sleep, it goes away. Okay, okay. But basically what coffee does, it looks exactly like adenosine in your body. Oh. And it just plugs up those pores. So it stops adenosine from like getting... Caffeine, into, you mean, or receptor. coffee itself? I, well, caffeine, right. yeah. Okay. I mean, you could take a caffeine pill, you could chew on a coffee right. bean, you could drink some fucking brown liquid. Makes sense. But, you it know. Just, it, it mimics that compound and. Yeah, and makes basically your brain it think, fills think that you're up more the awake receptors. Than you're not. Yeah. Okay. It tricks your brain into thinking that you are not tired. A lot of people think it gives you energy, but really nothing in coffee gives you energy. You're just fooling yourself. It's like, it's basically water with caffeine in it is what coffee is there's very few calories there's very few like anything besides caffeine don't get me wrong i love coffee oh i love it so much i yeah that's interesting i had three cups i always i always assumed it was some kind of stimulant that 
Oh, it definitely is a stimulant, but is that the definition of a stimulant? I More think the definition of a stimulant is anything that makes your uh, brain like work faster than okay. it normally would. So yeah, you're you're sl you're stopping the sleeping process basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, basically. So, okay. Interesting. You're like flooding your. Uh, well, with most stimulants, I found that you're like flooding your brain with dopamine. You're getting a buildup of dopamine, right. so you right. get that euphoria. You're getting a. Uh, like a happy feeling from it like you can do anything you're on top of the world yeah but caffeine it's more so that it just like staves off your tiredness you know to where your brain forgets that it's tired almost interesting okay. it's kind of like how a weed doesn't actually have any pain killing properties but it can be used as a painkiller because it literally makes you forget that your body is hurting interesting is that that's that's gotta kind of be the same as opiates in a, in a way right or or am i completely off base as far as that i'm not you, exactly you know sure but i think the mechanism of opiates and like painkillers working in the way they do is they actually stop the like the reaction of your body of, of having pain getting to your brain you know cool whereas like marijuana cannabis it it just makes you not realize it's happening yeah basically it stops the uh it stops the thought from getting completed basically okay i like that that's cool science man take it live it learn it love it bill not the science guy yeah yeah <laughs> have you seen his new show oh uh what is it it's uh, called bill nye saves the world oh no i don't think i have i maybe saw one episode I, but i don't remember what it was i about. can't get i can't get into it as much like, well, I feel like Bill Nye in the first place was kind of a thing that we only got into because our yeah, like, it was kind of forced on us. Grade teachers didn't yeah. have anything to teach That's for the true. day. That's true. But don't get me wrong; it also every got day my that curiosity came on, peaked at the yeah, at the most. That's you true. Know? I mean, he he gets really into climate change his first episode, which obviously is a problem. Well, I mean, and but I'm you, sick of hearing about if it. If you look at like his mannerisms and stuff, you can tell it's kind of pretty forced that yeah, he's saying a it, lot of this stuff. It is. Oh yeah. Heard you know, dough. Right. That yeah, he 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 spent every every red cent he made from his Bill Nye the Science guy. Spent it on colorful bow ties. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> fucking classic. Yes, he spent them all on colorful bow ties and uh <laughs> climate beakers. change banners. <laughs> yeah. No, but bow ties and beakers. That's the name of the next hottest mixtape. The 2018. second, the second episode of the show. I've only seen the first two. They're talking about like holistic medicines and stuff. And this, one of his like co-hosts goes and gets like sound, like sound therapy, not music therapy. It's called sound therapy. Where basically this guy, he has you lay down on his massage table and just screams at you. <laughs> Just guttural noises. Just you'll be laying on the table and it'll just be. And apparently that cures cancer, according to him. Um, no, but then like at the end of the show they have like this panel and like there was two actual like reputable scientists on the panel and one guy who was just like, yeah, crystals uh, make your make your blood flow better and stuff like that. Like some. I mean. I couldn't find much merit in what he had to say, but he was so entrenched in his beliefs, he almost got to kind of roll with the guy, but he was just getting demolished by these two other PhDs in their respective fields talking about how everything he's talking about is just patently wrong. 
and it was it was it was entertaining enough just to watch this guy just flounder. <laughs> what's your what's your take on holistic medicine, Chris? I know you're 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 a you have some interesting thoughts on the matter. I would imagine. Look, I'm not gonna uh, dispute the fact that there are certain things on the planet that you can eat that are better for you than other things. Oh, sure, sure. And I think that's kind of the basic of holistic medicine. Is over time, people have gathered this knowledge through generations of which plants and which uh, minerals and stuff do certain things you know sure and uh, i think there's a big like intersect where placebo meets actual effect yeah. you know and even if these things are doing what they intend to do through just the effects of the mind of the person who's taking them you know yep like isn't that still the same as working it it, it i mean yes they're, they talked about that on this bill and I think too. Um, athletes who take placebos, not knowing that they're placebos in a double blind, actually perform better. Like they run faster, jump higher, do everything better just because they think that they're going to be able to because they, they think that whatever they've taken is a supplement. When in reality, it's just their confidence and their brain like just allowing them to reach that next little level. But I don't believe that you can uh, cure cancer by rubbing crystals on you, or if you go to Sedona, you're gonna be you're gonna relieve your back pain. <laughs> like I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't I'm know sorry. about Reiki and all that uh, crystal <laughs> geometry and stuff like that. But um, I know Western oh. medicine has been shown to to do a good amount of good in the world. Yeah, you know, I mean. We do have Pretty a problem. We, we've got a problem on our own over here with an opioid epidemic and like painkiller pills oh, yeah. and like being overprescribed and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. for the most part, Western science is rooted in, you know, fact. Yeah. Like right. natural the, technological the scientific facts. method, like tried and true like experiments that have led to conclusions based on actual research, not just, oh, I thought it helped once, so it, it worked. Right, but well, and that's kind of like uh, like food poisoning, you know. What do you like, mean? Like, like a lot of the time when people get food poisoning, it's because they're actually already getting sick, or like um, it's like um, like an attributed fear to something. Like, say you eat cupcakes one time, okay, and you get really sick afterward, and you throw up a bunch, you know, and you attribute your sickness oh, to yeah, those yeah, cupcakes, yeah. Okay. but in reality, I you actually already had the flu, yeah. and that was just when it started showing symptoms, and that's when you noticed it. You know? All right. I. So th that's like, when I was a kid, I ate some like Sam's Club meatballs, and ever since, and I got sick right after. And now I don't like meatballs that much, just because I just am, attribute that food with being really super sick, basically. Exactly. Like yeah. in all reality, there was probably nothing wrong with the meatballs. It was just the fact that you ended up right. throwing up and getting sick right after you ate them that you attributed your sickness to those meatballs. And Reed Birch has entered the studio. What do you have to say? You look like you're just about to lay down some profundities. One time I ate some rancid hamburger, right? And I, uh, I washed that down with a whole bag of sour cream, onion, and dill pickle chips. And I puked my guts out for probably about three days straight, right? To this day, I cannot eat sour cream and onion, nor dill pickle chips. 
okay, I'm I'm not sure so sure it was just the chips, just the massive amount of saturated fat you pounded <laughs> into your body in that tiny amount of time that was the fact that made that's yeah, what I, made I, you just, I think just, the rancid meat may have had something to do with it. I, I don't think that we can say for sure it was rancid. All I know is you ate an egregious amount of trans fats in a small period of time, and that's probably why you got sick. But yeah, I get it. Still can't eat, <laughs> Still can't eat sour cream <laughs> onion, regardless. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just worried about your cholesterol levels, buddy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey man, I got some pills upstairs if you need them. <laughs> Not the good kind. Reed Birch has never tr- turned down a pill of any type in his entire life. <laughs> a leave? Give me that. <sighs> all right, let's. Let's uh, take a break here and let's let Blues Travel or take us out. I love this song. is the greatest harmonica song of all time. Fight me. Alright. We did play it on the podcast, but it's one of those uh, songs that we may never find because those are in the abyss. Um, we are back. This is Entropy Radio. I'm your boy Luke with Chris, the Glentertainment. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here. We're hanging out. We're shooting the shit. Listening to some fucking fresh beats. This is uh, still DRE by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Did I? I don't think I played this one. I thought I played Forgot About Dre. No, I played Forgot About Dre. You played no, still no, DRE no, the no first way. Time, I think. No, Forgot About Dre is my anthem, dude. There's no way that was that was you. You played Gumbo. I, I played Gumbo and I played Two Chains. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You played Still Dre. No, no, no. Still it, it was Forgot About Dre. We haven't played this one yet. Oh, this is, okay. This Never is a, mind. This is a fresh cut on the on the Entropy Show. Um. We're, we're entropy. We don't have our shit together. Okay, I was just about to get into that. Um, do we want to get into the definition of entropy? Probably. I bet a lot of people listening have no idea what the hell that word means. Do, do you have a definition of it? I, I'm looking at it right now. Would you like to explain it? My definition of entropy is chaos. Exactly. It's lack of order or predictability, gradual decline into disorder. That is our show to a T. We got. We don't know what the fuck we're doing around here. This is just. This is us just hanging out. Hoping, hoping everything goes right. This is probably it. Sounds terrible to everybody. 
the fact that that you're listening right now, you should probably reevaluate all your life choices. Uh, yeah, if we have any uh, find, find the nearest if, if bridge. If we have any fans after this cut, we are doing things wrong. That's okay. This uh, it is what it is. We're having a good time. That means you're having a good time. Well, fuck off, Reed. You can get out of here and go slam some trans fats in your face, please. No, it's okay. We love we love having guests in. <laughs> guests. He's a guest in his own house. We're in his basement. It looks like something out of a B-horror movie. Um, For those of you that don't know, Entropy Radio Show is recorded in what we call the crypt. It's a little, little basement in Grand Forks, North Dakota that we just like to come to and do all, all of our stuff. Band practice, radio shows, fucking bitches, getting money, like Reed said. I think one, so all of this artwork that's been uh, drawn on cardboard boxes all around the room, I think somebody should put it all together, get it like laid out in one piece, scan it, and get it tattooed on them. I think that's, that's a job for Sam. He's, he's a resident oh, yeah. tattoo guy. Right, yeah. With the centerpiece being the the piece that says the right there that says liquor shirts whores. <laughs> that's, just, that's the catchphrase of the end of entropy. <laughs> that's the three things we have for sale at this house. <laughs> we got liquor. You can't say that in 20, 2018, man. <laughs> Wait, you can't advertise your business in twenty eighteen. I mean, the liquor and the shirts—that's fine. I don't know about the whores. Can't be talking about this on internet radio. I feel like we're coming closer and closer to legalized prostitution, anyway. So, uh, I mean, we're just fighting for women's rights old, it's here. The oldest, it's the oldest profession, isn't? Is it not? The oldest and most honorable. Absolutely. What's more honorable than selling your body to get by? Speaking of things that should be legalized, what's your stance on legalizing all gambling across the United States? Pro or con? Or against? I don't know. See, gambling is one of those things that's hard for me. If you would have said drugs or, like, alcohol or prostitution or owning guns or something like that, totally legal all the way. But gambling is one of those things I feel that's like a a man-made creation that takes advantage of our brain's natural reward center. And it's literally only made for the purpose of, like, the people who own it gaining money. I guess that's the, the... point of any business but the problem with gambling businesses is they do create an addiction you know well so does alcohol and that's man-made i know i guess i just contradicted myself i mean i just hear these stats about how x billion dollars were gambled on the super bowl alone that were illegally bet as opposed to the 14 million that was bet in las vegas why like our country's running a deficit. Why are we not just taxing the shit out of it? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm very libertarian. I think everything should be illegal anyway. So wait, wait, wait. I didn't know that. You're telling me that, um, like, gambling is not taxed. Like, well, the stuff in Vegas is absolutely. That's state. Like sanctioned. where it's legal, though. Where it's right? legal, it's it's taxed. But the thing is, you can't bet. You can't walk into a sports book in Grand Forks, North Dakota, and place a place a bet on the money line for the Super Bowl, or any game for that matter. You can't do it. It's illegal because of federal re- regulations, other than for a few select spots. Hmm. And I, I shouldn't don't, don't quote me on the federal regulations part because I could be way off base on that for all I know. But 
there's billions of dollars being left on the table that the government could be taking advantage of and putting towards social programs and whatever else. But it, instead, it's it's guys doing it with their buddies instead of just going to a sports book and doing it. You know what I mean? There's yeah, it's, it's kind of like the whole get... uh, taxing marijuana right. exchanges thing. You know, transactions. Right. It's like if you make it legal, then you're able to tax it under state or federal law. Right. Well, which means you can create revenue off it, and like Colorado has done, put it back into the schools. You know. Exactly. Like so, you you mentioned how gambling creates an addiction, which I agree it can, but that's that's the thing. If you're in an area where gambling is not legal, like, say, North Dakota, for instance, other than a few Indian casinos, um, you're still going to find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing, too. I guess, uh, like, to clear up my point, I'm really big on adult sovereignty. Sure. Like, um, like I know that's kind of how laws already work in the first place, is telling us what you can't do. But once it gets to the point of telling you what you can do, like, even, um, like like hunting permits and like uh, stuff like that. It's like uh, telling you literally how many things you can shoot. That, well, that That's the thing though, because people are selfish and we, we are already fucking up this, like uh, the planet we've been given enough. We might as well try to restore some balance to the ecosystem. But if, if we're allowed to just go out and shoot whatever we want, whenever we feel like it on our private property, like, that's the reason that uh, passenger pigeons are extinct in the United States, and there was literally millions and millions of them less than 100 years ago. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds we need, me of this we, thing. We need my, regulations uh, on some stuff. Just, yeah, you know what I mean? But it reminds me of this thing. My We're not losing um, money because we're having haunting uh, licenses. We're out, we are losing money because we're not a lot of people that gamble, which they're going to do anyway. That's a really good point. Yeah, it really... Uh, Thank you. The weird thing about rights, I almost man, choked on my beer right there. Hey, I'll drink to that. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Bush Light. And Old English High Graph. Old English. <laughs> but no, the weird thing about rights to me is... First off, what is a right... And who gets to have rights? And supposedly everybody, but like, we know that's bullshit. Like, diving boarding off of that, you know? Who gets to decide who has the rights? Who is the deciding body in what that's rights true. are and who gets to have them, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where people put their trust in the government to, like, like go about, like, putting out the will of the people, you know? Right. Well, that's the thing. Our government has, was founded on the Constitution, which was written by a bunch of dudes sitting in a a room about this size, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah, maybe a little bit bigger, but definitely but darker. Darker, lit by candles, and guess what? They weren't drinking water all day. It was hot. It was. <laughs> it was. It, it was. A there mess. was some guess, lemonade involved. Remember when the the Declaration of Independence was signed on July Fourth? It was hot. They didn't have AC. They didn't drink water. Guess what they drank? Rum. Those guys were drunk constantly. When our when our <laughs> our government was founded, those guys were fucking piss hammered 100% of the time. John Hancock didn't didn't sign the didn't sign the Declaration of Independence so big because 
he was because uh, <laughs> he was because within all he was of trying to make faculties. a statement. He was doing it because he couldn't fucking see it when it was as small as everybody else. He's oh John Hancock, oh fucking slap that shit on there. That'll be good. <laughs> I'm not gonna remember this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, I'm gonna go home and fuck my old lady. <laughs> Something to kind of springboard off of that. What wasn't it the uh, the Constitution or the Declaration or one of them that was written on hemp paper? Yep, the you, Declaration you, of Independence was written on yeah. you Thomas think, Jefferson's hemp. You think those guys were potentially a little bit, uh, a little bit stoned while they were signing the Constitution, yeah, the uh, Declaration? <laughs> Reminds me of a Futurama episode where they go back and talk to Thomas Jefferson and uh, ask him what he, Hermes Conrad, the resident smoker on that show, asked him. <laughs> resident bureaucrat. The resident bureaucrat man. <laughs> he asked asked uh, Tom Thomas Jefferson. If he, if he grows hemp, oh yeah, we do it for all, we make it for all kinds of things. We make paper, make rope, clothes. And I used to smoke about three ropes a day. <laughs> Let me give you my card. <laughs> used to smoke about three locks a day. <laughs> the whole Jewish terms. Okay, this was actually one of the songs I was going to play if we actually made a podcast. Fancy that. Loomies. I got five on it. Operation Stackle. How many times you said that to your homeboy? Like, yo, let's buy some weed, but I only got this much money. Let's <laughs> go in on a, a 60 bag with me. I mean, fuck, you get like five homies together, I'll throw in 10 bucks. You got yourself a dub right there. You can smoke a couple blunts with that. That'll <laughs> get you through the night. Oh, yeah. Speaking of getting through the night, I'm about to go upstairs take a dab. You want to come with? I'm going to pass, but uh, let's let the let's, let's let this song play out. Um, we got five on it. This is Looney's on, off of Operation Stackola. This is Entropy Radio. Uh, we'll be right back after uh, we go partake in some uh, weed. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. The new <laughs> slogan for the band Entropy is just fuck it. 
<laughs> I am Luke. I'm with my buddy Chris. We're hanging out in the crypt of a basement that we call yeah, the yeah. House. Uh, we just found out during the break that uh, the U.S. military would beat the shit out of the Jedi Order. Uh, lightsabers can't block bullets, at least not according to science. Uh, <laughs> Ain't that something? That's Yeah, I would have never thought that. If we I'm, must be on the right track, at least honest. somehow. Fuck gun control. We can beat the Jedi. That's right. Uh, let's get some music. Let's get some music going here. Uh, with a little, we we had a little discussion about how amazing uh, stringed instruments are, especially fretless stringed instruments, and how much muscle memory and coordination it takes to be able to play a violin at a level such as this. Just listen to this. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind. He was willing to make a deal. When he came a lot of skill involved in this part. Right. Hot. This is a rapping. Basically, they might call this rapping. I don't know. And if you that was what you put on your presence. Now you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of Honestly, gold this is like cooler than rap, honestly. Right? The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet, you're going to regret. It's just not as multi-syllabic, you know? Johnny, right. rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Cause hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. So Charlie's Dan Charlie Daniels band was actually one of the first concerts yeah, I ever went to in my life. Um, really? Yes, uh, I don't even I don't remember it, but my dad told me about it. So you know about the the flood of '97 in Grand Forks, right? That's I was there. You were there for it, as was I. Um, what's that feedback? I don't know. Uh, we might have to pause this and figure that out because that. Maybe just because we're too close to close together now. I don't know. It sounds fine now. Um, yeah, it was the first concert I ever went to right after the flood had, had happened that spring. Everyone was trying to clean up. Um, Charlie Daniels' band was going through the area. They had just performed in Fargo, and they were on their way to Winnipeg, I believe. And they stopped through town, and they just see the devastation. Right? They had heard about it. They see it. So they decide... We gotta do something for these people. When I mean, we were just a band, what, what what can we really do? They stop off the biggest place in town that was still clean was the Walmart parking lot on 32nd Avenue. So they just pull up, unload their trucks, set up a little makeshift stage right in the parking lot of Walmart, and play a show for the people of Grand Forks as they're reeling from a just like catastrophe. People lost their homes, like people lost everything in that flood, but. I think that's pretty awesome, honestly. I don't remember it. I was, what, three years old, four years old, maybe? But. Yeah, I was like. That's, that's maybe fantastic. three and a half years old. Right. Yep, but so to, to this day, this is one of my dad's favorite bands just because of the fact that they did that for everybody in town. That's really, really cool. Right? I like, I mean, if anything, it just boosted morale for the entire town, you know? Exactly. And. At a time when that was desperately needed, there was not a whole lot to be happy about. Like the yeah, fact like that everybody in town was having a bad time, yeah. and Charlie Daniels just rolls through, and he's like, like hey, let's have a hoedown. We can come in, put a smile on some people's faces. That's what they really need right now, because obviously the town's fine. We're all here. This basement, I guarantee you, was uh, 
Oh, it's been underwater. It was filled with water. Filled with water. Like, just look at this place. It's a fucking catastrophe down here. (laughs) For those of you guys who don't know, this house was built in 1872. Highly regarded as the neighbors, as, like, the oldest house in town. That's incredible. And if not, definitely the oldest house on University Avenue. Well, are we playing? Uh, we can cut this out later. That's fine. <laughs> oh, a little Frank Sinatra. I forgot I put this on the playlist. Dude, after this, we should have a duality by Slipknot. Okay. I'll go find it right now. In other words, hold my hand. This is really good, though, already. In other words. Yeah, I. That's why. That's why I picked this song. We need more artists like Frank Sinatra these days. This is this is as authentic as it gets. He didn't sit back in a studio and record this shit and just get all this extra instrumentals put in and post. He's doing this with a live band every night. And honestly, the voice isn't even that great. It doesn't matter. It's the soul behind it. And the fact this guy was tapping ass left and right. This is something... Frank Sinatra is a guy we can all aspire to be. I'm just imagining like some 1950s just strolling around in a pinstripe suit, rolling up in an old Cadillac or something. With a fedora on. Oh, yeah. Just... Smoking an unfiltered cigarette, drinking a martini, and talking to the, the babyest babe around. Some chick with like ski jump boobs, because that's all they had back in the 50s. <laughs> Just go down and come back up at the, at the nipple. They would, I, don't, I don't think they hadn't cut enough vitamin D back then. Like that was, <laughs> yeah, or enough vitamin silicone. That's what I like about ska music. It's like a perfect combination of reggae, punk music, and big band. And it's really all you could want in music. How could you be sad when all that's going on at the same time? Go straight from Frank Sinatra into some Slipknot. A little, uh, little change gear here. Just a little bit. <laughs> they both probably had a lot of drugs and uh, groupy women involved, though. Absolutely. Wasn't it a big deal song? You you probably know better than me. Didn't, when, when Slipknot first became a thing, let me turn it down just a, just a touch. Um, when Slipknot first became a thing, didn't they like wear masks all always? Or am I thinking of another? Group? Oh, they still do to this point. But didn't they like at one point take them off and that was like a big deal? They took them off at one point and they did like interviews. I don't know if they did all of them at the same time but I know there was a few separate interviews with like the individual members okay. where they didn't have masks on and it was a huge deal it's like no one had ever seen their faces like in public basically. yeah and there's like eight or nine of those guys and like nobody had ever seen them before and they just took them off 
And people especially were wanting to know the lead singer, you know, Corey Taylor. Sure. And he's just fucking, I mean, the guy's incredible. He all, sings, he screams, he writes comic oh yeah, books. S- like all, kicks ass. All, all of this stuff. Let's, let's, let's listen here. Let's listen in. What were we talking about during the break? I can't remember. I don't even care because I mean I love this song so much. Joey Jordison is one of the greatest drummers of all time. I don't care what anybody says. I'm assuming that's the drummer from Slipknot. Yes. I'm not a music nerd. I wish I was. I spent most of my childhood watching cartoons and then nearly enough music. He's easily got the best, the greatest sounding kick drum I've ever heard in my life. It's so tight, but also fat and there at the same time. <laughs> I, yeah, I can, get down with, I can get down with that description. Ladies and gentlemen, this like, is uh, music criticism by the Glen Entertainment. He's, a, he's an expert on such matters. I would listen to his opinions and read them in, live it, love it. Coming up right about here, you're gonna get a real good. Uh, you're gonna get a real indicator of how good Joey Jordison is. Yeah. One of the things I really love about Slipknot too is how simple they are, but also how aggressive. So it kind of compensates for the uh, simple hooks, the simple melodies. I mean, sometimes more or less is more, though. Like, oh, most of the time, you, yeah, honestly, for, for sure. You don't need to be slamming out just the, the craziest riff just because you can. You want to show off how fast your fingers can move. Like sometimes, just something like this, just the same chord over and over again with a nice, with a nice rhythm speaks speaks to people a lot more than just the fastest fretwork of all time like I don't know I'm losing my train of thought here sometimes I start a sentence and I'm not really sure where it's going to go and I hope I find it along the way <laughs> I feel you that's most of my sentences to be honest what were we talking about well um during the break we were talking about how small we are and how we're when you when you boil it all down, we're, we're vibing off the snare drum right now. That's what that that's what that is. <laughs> Someone needs to loosen the loosen the spring on that fucker. Um, no, we were talking about how where did this come from anyway? Uh, we're, I'm all right with it. When you when you boil it down, we're just a bunch of atoms that figured out how to manipulate other atoms actively absolutely I mean if, if you trace everything if you trace time and space back in time 
you realize that we're all made up of the same space dust that has been around for millennia, you know, eons, billions of years. So um, on that on that train of thought, because you believe in aliens, right? Obviously, our first show, which no one has heard yet, uh, we talked about. No, that was your second show. Talked about the potential alien skeleton they found in Chile. Oh yeah, the Atacama Desert. Yeah. Um, not gonna talk about that. People can find that at some point in their leisure, hundred years from now. Um, do you think that we are being observed by a higher form of intelligence, or are we? My opinion is that we are probably more towards the very tip top of the spectrum as far as intelligence goes. Like we're more of a mathematical improbability. And, like, the fact that we've been around long enough to achieve consciousness and, like, observe the universe is probably pretty rare. Like, somewhere else in the universe, things have gotten close to where we're at, but, and, and potentially surpassed it. There's no reason to say they haven't, but. And it's, it's really interesting that you say that because there's this thing called the Fermi Paradox. Okay. Which basically describes exactly what you're saying. Like, if um, if the universe is so big and the chance of there, there being aliens is so great, why haven't we found any yet? And one of the possible explanations for that we're the paradox... Aliens, we're the aliens that are going to do the finding. Well, exactly. Is that... Uh, like, you know how we have nukes? We right. have uh, weapons that can kill right. a lot of people at we one could, time. We could obliterate this planet at a yeah. drop of a hat. Yeah. One of the theories that, uh, like, kind of answers that Fermi paradox is that all of the civilizations that get advanced enough to uh, do observing end and travel end to up other destroying themselves planets. Before they yeah, exactly. Get, get they the end up getting exploration. Yeah, they fight with each other and or through experimentation they accidentally blow up their planet or something sure. happens. Yeah, that's to where they don't get to the point where they can get to us and actually observe us or talk to us. That's yeah. almost exactly what I was thinking. You just you phrased it a lot better than I did. Yeah, like we're we're a lot closer to getting into World War Three and nuking everything than we are to even getting to Mars. If you think about it, like which it's a sad that's a sad reality that we live in. It's interesting, you know, because nuclear weapons can destroy us all, but at the same time I don't think nuclear weapons will destroy us all. I'm an optimistic type of person and I buy into the uh, theory that nuclear weapons are more of like a a dick measuring contest basically <laughs> like it's like hey i have nukes oh i have more nukes than you so what are you gonna do about it like that's the type of thing it is so you're saying putin's just comp comp compensating for something oh absolutely <laughs> aren't we all i mean i mean yeah i look like <laughs> roger the alien put on a rob Lowe skin suit like <laughs> <laughs> just, just <laughs> clinically depressed forever <laughs> <laughs> Clinically depressed in a different language. <laughs> We're really going off the rails here, aren't we? Like, if people are still listening at this point, like, fucking reevaluate your choices. Like, there's got to be something yeah, better. Yeah, get out of here. We don't want you. <laughs> yeah. What is? Oh, the mighty mighty boss tones came up out of nowhere. Didn't 
Damn right they did. Didn't do. choose it, but they always do. It fell right in my life, right when I needed them. They come most. out of nowhere, aka Boston. So if you're still listening, this is the Entropy Radio Show. I'm Luke, I'm with my buddy Chris. We're sitting here. Follow us on Twitter at Entropy Show. You're probably listening on SoundCloud right now. Don't uh, look for the corn dog. You'll find us. Follow the corn dog. You'll find us wherever wherever you look. The other guy who thinks he's the true entropy just plays fucking random techno babble. The corn dog knows the way. If you're looking at the corn dog, you're you're probably in the right place. Speaking of that, our inter- our intrepid producer Corn Dog Camels and is not here with us. We miss him. Wish he was. Uh, this this whole endeavor started with a speakerphone session trying to get a quick tutorial on how the fuck to run this board because neither of us know what the hell we're doing. Yeah. Um, for those of you that have made it this far, we thank you and we apologize love you. for uh, you having to deal with this because we have no idea what we're doing. Cam is gone. We ha- we are a, we are a rudderless ship. But we're afloat. committed to it. We're committed to the craft, so we yeah. keep putting it out even when even when we don't know how. That's the thing. Like we're here. This probably isn't necessarily good radio, but the thing is, we're having a good time. We're just hanging out. Got nothing better to do than just. I'm having a great time. Kick, kick the shit. Thanks for having me in yeah. my own house. Right. Thank thank you for letting me into your head, people. This is theater of the mind. You're you're coming on a journey with us as we learn how to do this. And obviously we're not good at it because we're floundering at every turn. But if if you're with us now, hopefully that means you'll be with us in the future when we actually are good at it. And it'll be it, and it'll be it will have been worth the ride. What do you think, Chris? I think we're only gonna get better at this. There's no way we can get worse. I'll give oh, you that. there's a way we can get worse. <laughs> <laughs> there's always room to get worse. We just have to try to. Well, I guess if anything, that's kind of that. reassuring. If we can get worse, that means we're at least some part good. Right. We're not. I mean, we're we're not just sitting here speaking gibberish into microphones. We actually were able to set up the board to the fact that we can actually record. That's that's impressive in its own right because neither of us went to any sort of technical training for this. We just. Spent half an hour untangling wires and somehow it worked. Yeah, it's like when you go to a band, or I mean, you go to a bar and some random local band is just covering really hard Van Halen songs. It's like, what? That, that's just a step into a different place, you know? You're losing me a little bit. <laughs> Van Halen, great point. <laughs> on that note oh. I'm gonna not shave my beard for four weeks Chris, remember this in uh, speech class or junior jump I know Van how to Halen play this Van on Hagar. keyboard no this is Van Halen yeah I thought so you never saw the video David Lee Roth jumping around in like a one piece elastic suit. I don't watch a lot of music videos, but now I gotta look it up. Neither does anybody. <laughs> Still. Gets 
may not have agreed with all the musical choices we've made up to this point, but this song is a fucking classic. If you don't like it, please delete this podcast, unsubscribe, never listen to us again. This is where it's at. Yeah, even if you do like this song, fuck you, get out of here. <laughs> we don't want you here. You can't. You can't. I don't even want me here. <laughs> Jump! <laughs> and nobody left listening as eardrums. If only we could insert a video graphic of us sitting here doing nothing while we're talking about this. This is fantastic. This is this is the American doing nothing and talking to nobody. That's <laughs> all I want for my life. That's the thing. We're doing this right now. No one's going to listen to this. If anyone listens to this, if anyone other than me and you listen to this, it's going to be a fucking miracle. <laughs> but I can give a shit. If anybody besides me listens to this, there is a God. Like you're saying, there's not a chance anyone's gonna listen. To <laughs> I'm saying this. <laughs> I'm saying this is a scientific-backed radio show. Based on that, nobody's gonna listen. All right, we're. I think we're winding down here. In our third installment of the Entry Radio Show, or first, depending on the order in which we post these. That's your call. Um, what do you say, Chris? We let this play out, and then we call it a night, and I get to work on editing this mofo? Yeah? I'd be down with that. Alright. I love it. As long as we can rock out to some Don Omar. Don Omar. Look up Don Zakuduro, man. That was uh, just a collection of random syllables, but I'll do it. Type in Don, D-O-N, Omar, O-M-A-R. at the bottom there yeah. Danza Kuduro there we go if you ever watched Fast and Furious you know what this song is Can I? I want to go to Mexico just because you said that. I never knew what the song was called. I've heard it literally a thousand times. So glad you told me. 
You know what's crazy about this song? Half of it is in Spanish and half of it is in Portuguese. And it's kind of hard to tell because oh, they're yeah. like very they're similar languages. Language. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they share, they share quite a few words, I would imagine. Yeah. But like, just with the amount of Spanish that I know in my life, I can tell that there are some words that have more of a, uh, like a different tone to them than Spanish. Sure, sure. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Like this part, actually, I think is a... Uh, Pro tip? Yeah, because of balancear. Like, um, I think I looked up the lyrics one time, and instead of a Z that you would imagine in Spanish for a balancear... The C? Like, no, a Z. Like a, oh, like okay. a Z. It's got one of those uh, C's, like it has in Coruscant. Okay. The C with like the squiggly thing on the bottom, so it makes an S noise. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think they're definitely they're definitely both uh, verb tenses, you know, okay. like to balance or something, you know. Yeah, like the infinitive. Yeah, anything with like an A R E R I R. That's the infinitive form of a Spanish word. Like, to, yeah. To something. Yeah. 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 Hey, I took three years of Spanish in high school. Hey, pro tip for you uh, future parents out there, have your kid take a language in high school, and then if they go to college, it's a big if, because let's be honest, if you're listening to this, your kid's going to be dumb as shit. Um, if they go to college, big if, uh, just have them take that language test. I guessed my way through it, and I got eight credits out of it, so I know how to take language in college. Best I got 60 bucks Spanish I ever credits. spent. Best 60 bucks I ever spent. I got eight Spanish credits because I paid half attention in right. junior year high school. Absolutely. Paid half attention for three years of Spanish in high school, and look at that. I, I saved myself about 500 bucks worth of college credit. Ain't nothing important or more important than saving money. All right. We got about 20 seconds left in this show. Again, boilerplate. I'm Luke. I'm with Luke Entertainment. This has been the FP Radio Show. From your favorite dilapidated basement, the Entropy House in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Thank you for listening. It's been fun. Follow us on Twitter at Entropy Show, SoundCloud, yeah, yeah. Entropy Radio. We love you. <laughs>